Welcome to another episode of Conspiragate. My name is Troy Thomas. I'm Roman the Rapper. And today we're going to talk about a great man. A great Are man. We? Yep. He was a philanthropist. He, uh, he, um, he gave to many Nobel Prize winners. Uh, he, was, he gave a lot of money to scientists for uh, quantum computing, uh, just a lot of technological advancements. And this great man is Jeffrey Epstein. He's never had a bad mark on his record in his life oh wow sounds like a great guy great guy he may have fucked a few kids whoa, 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 oh, whoa yeah whoa, whoa. i know i know i know that sounds bad and I, that's probably what we're going to talk about mostly here but he did a lot of good things roman like how many kids oh like maybe thousands but it's not it's, it, yeah, you know apples and oranges i don't man. know hard to say i've never heard of this guy yeah, well, anyway, so yeah, no, he's a monster. He was a monster. Um, supposedly killed himself, probably didn't. But uh, so we're going to go into a lot of the details uh, of everything that he was doing. Uh, a lot of this comes from the new Netflix documentary. We're not sponsored by Netflix, but maybe we should be. <laughs> and uh, so in the beginning, the, some of the, uh, the starting accusations against Epstein has to do with something that happened in 1996 between uh, these sisters, Maria and Annie Farmer. And um, they were brought to this like enormous estate in Mexico that was owned by Epstein. And they were touched inappropriately by Epstein. And is it Jelaine Maxwell? I think so. I, also, I think it was New Mexico, not Mexico. Oh, it was New Mexico? My bad. Not Old Mexico. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, yeah. So, but they were both basically molested by Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. And um, the the oldest sister, she was this artist. And that's actually the reason as to why uh, they were um, invited to this estate because uh, Ghislaine Maxwell was like, oh my God, you're such a great artist. You know, I know this uh, very rich man. He's a very nice man. Uh, and I think he can really help your career. So they went over to uh, this Mexican or this New Mexican estate, I guess. Uh, and basically Maria had these photographs of her sisters where like, sometimes they were nude, sometimes they weren't. And the reason why she had these pictures, it wasn't, they weren't in like any sort of sexual position or anything like that. It was just, she used them to create like realistic paintings. So they were just basically like her models in a sense. Mm. And, um, after, uh, Maria was molested by both Epstein and Ghislaine at the same time. She like ran out of the room and she went to her room at the house because like, you know, they were staying there and she barricaded the door until they had both left in the morning. And then when she opened the door, she went and grabbed her things and she noticed that three of the pictures where her sisters were naked were stolen. Yeah. This is interesting because this kind of reminds me a little bit of the Pizzagate thing where they had the uh, these paintings of kids. Yeah. I remember I was saying that these paintings were probably made from pictures, from photos. Yeah, yeah, because it, it almost seemed like it, it was, it was kind of like a realistic rendering. Yeah, it, it was like a way of having like child porn without actually having child porn because you could just say it's a painting. And But in this case, like if they actually found those pictures, they'd be like, oh, no, that's just child porn. <laughs> right yeah but if you have the paintings that are drawn based on the picture then it's like oh this is art this is just a drawing this isn't real yeah yeah um and so he seemed to have a lot of those paintings all over his house too 
Oh yeah, no, a lot of weird paintings of like naked people, like naked adults, and then I think there were some paintings where I'm not, I think the ch some children were naked. Um, there was also statues of a bunch of naked people. Um, and so when Maria left uh, the estate, and I believe Annie went with her, uh, her youngest sister or younger sister, um, Epstein uh, called her, called Maria, and was like, "Hey, listen, I, I saw you weren't at the at the house anymore." Um, I understand you might have been freaked out. You know, I don't really understand why, but um, listen though, don't talk to anyone about this and I'll give you a, a bunch of money. So just, you know, give me a number. And supposedly, and maybe she didn't give a number, but if, say like I was Maria, I would have been like $50 million. Give me $50 million and I don't say anything. But Maria mm -hmm. claims she just hung up the phone, which I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's all sorts of uh, suspect things. I'm actually watching the the second episode right now, and it seems like his mo was to just blackmail rich people. Yeah, yeah, no, he was like a master manipulator. Yeah, so it makes me wonder because there was this whole thing about him being a billionaire, and then it turned out he wasn't really a billionaire, and uh, supposedly he was getting all this funding from somewhere else from other people. Yeah. Okay. So um, there's this there's this rumor that because there's this guy named Les Wex uh, Les Wexman. Yes. And, yeah. And so there's this rumor that like uh, he was that Epstein was talking to, I want to say it was his lawyer uh, Alan Dershowitz, and uh, Alan was just like, well, how are you? Because Epstein kept talking about how like ah oh, don't worry I can get uh, less under my thumb it'll be fine we'll be able to do anything we want with his money. And Alan Dershowitz was like, well, how are you going to do that? He's like, trust me, I can emotionally manipulate this guy. Don't worry. And there was a rumor that they had a sexual relationship. And that's how he created, like, this emotional hold over less. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Because I, I don't know who the other guy was. I was just watching him. But he, the guy said that he was involved in a Ponzi scheme with him. What the hell? Yeah. So there, <laughs> that's my favorite thing. So, um all right, there's this guy named Steven Hoffenberg, and he was uh, one of Epstein's like former associates. And he, so he goes, I wish I never met Jeffrey Epstein because if it weren't for me, he wouldn't be who he is, and those women wouldn't have been raped, and I'm here for redemption. And he's just clearly a slimy piece of shit when you hear him talk. And uh, he basically is like, I was kind of a victim too. But like Steven Hoffenberg, like this guy, he was like, I was told that I should interview Epstein because he was very smart, but his moral compass was a little upside down. Right. And a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> because they said he'd be perfect for the Ponzi scheme. Yeah, yeah. There, he was like, he, had, he had embezzled money from his expense account. Uh, he definitely appealed to us because we were running a Ponzi scheme and, uh, you know, he's the perfect candidate. Yeah, look, of course i don't think this guy realized that all of a sudden it's like okay now i could expose you for running this ponzi scheme if you don't do what i want yeah and like that was well he did realize it because so when hoffenberg uh he got sent to prison for 20 years for defrauding clients for like 450 million dollars and um he didn't turn in any information on epstein because epstein laid out to steven he was just like you know if you say anything about me I am going to pin everything on you. And I have so much evidence that will back me up. And Hoffenberg was just like, this is why I hired you. You're real good at this kind of shit. 
Yeah, well, of course, he didn't realize at first when he hired him, though, like that, that happened later. Oh, yeah, that he would turn it against him. Yeah. yeah, which he should have at least been suspicious of that and, like, at least had that, like, in, his, in the back of his mind, like, okay, if anything goes wrong, I should have all this evidence against Epstein. And there was so much evidence that you could have used against Epstein that, you know, he just maybe wasn't aware of at the time. He claimed he was a talent scout for Victoria's Secret. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, wait, did, wait, wait. Did he own Victoria's Secret? Epstein? No. Uh, what? Les well, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember if he owned it or if he was like, uh, a partner or something like that. But basically, uh, one of the things that, uh, Les would let, um, Epstein do is he would allow Epstein to claim he's a talent scout for him. Uh, and so that's how that's another way how he would get like close to like young girls who were like underage. Ah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Is there anything in the documentary about uh Ivana Trump being involved? Not that I had seen. Uh why what have you heard? Um in that interview, the uh the Tim Dillon one, um what the, what's her name? She said that Whitney Webb, um, yeah. She said that Ivana Trump was one of the uh, the talent scouts for Epstein. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Oh, like when you say talent scout for. Okay. Well, no. Wait. Was was it like she was a recruiter for Epstein, or was it like she? Yeah, she'd go around telling these girls that they could be models, and she would just send them to Epstein. So she was like literally a recruiter. Yeah. Whoa. Unknown how much she actually knew, but that's trump's like first wife yeah and you gotta imagine that she knew something was going on like i mean i don't know I, unless it was one of those things where like they uh were like let's have a partnership and like i i have this uh like underground modeling agency that i don't really talk about but like i get these girls a lot of work and maybe you can send me some potential clients and like maybe that happened yeah that would kind of that, that would kind of make sense i guess on some level or, or Ivanka, was it Ivanka? No, Ivana. Uh, Ivana. Or Ivana Trump and Donald Trump were just like, yeah, Epstein wants to fuck these girls. He's going to give us like a, you know, a million every year or something like that. Why not? Yeah, I mean, unclear. Unclear. Yeah. Yeah, I never even heard about that. Yeah, it was, it was in the interview. I, I remember being like, whoa, hold up. Uh, I must have just missed that. So... Once Epstein really got rolling on like the sexual abuse stuff, he kind of developed like a uh, a routine, and this is like something you hear about with like uh, serial killers too, where like they have this routine that they go into where it's like I practiced this, it works like ev almost every time, and uh, why uh, you know try to fix something that isn't broken? And what Epstein would do is he would get uh, girls. Uh, sometimes it was Jelaine uh, Maxwell who would go and get underage girls. Sometimes it was underage girls going to get other underage girls from their schools to go over to Epstein's place. Because, uh, you know, they, they want, he's going to pay you 200 bucks to give him a massage. He's just like this weird old guy uh, who has money. And so these young girls would go to his house and it would start out like he's already on the table. Like it's not like he greets them at the door or something like that. Someone greets them at the door and is like, oh, he's waiting for you in the massage room. And he's just already naked and he's already like face, like on his stomach, like on the table. 
and it was started off where he's just like first rub my feet it always started with like them rubbing his feet and like he's like you gotta rub the feet first i i really am very curious about what kind of foot fetish this guy had i know yeah he's just like yeah this is how it begins and then um so they'd be like rub the feet and then just work uh, the rest of my back and then after that he would turn over and it was like it was like the moment he turned over is the moment where everything goes completely haywire with all of these cases and because every single girl is just like and then he turned over and it becomes like almost like a um uh a, a, a what would you say that's what it all went wrong that's where it all went wrong it was like a motto almost or like like his it was just like his thing so he turns over and that's when he would be like undress and most of these girls would undress and like I, they just because they were scared they weren't sure if like he had a gun they weren't sure if their lives were in danger in any sort of way they weren't sure what would happen if they said no to this guy because he's clearly very wealthy and they just don't know where this would lead so they do it and that's when he would start like molesting them and sometimes it was like with his hands where he would just like I don't know, rub their, I don't know how to say it, that's not like an, like an asshole. He would just rub their genitals. And then like, sometimes he would have a vibrator and do that. And then he'd be like, yeah, here's 200 bucks. And he just like, kind of like throw money at him. And then, and then what's really crazy is like, sometimes these girls would be like, no, fuck you. And they're like, all right, all right. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to do anything like that. We're not going to fuck clearly. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you 200 bucks. And what I want you to do is every single time you bring a girl over here to give me one of these massages, I'll give you another 200 bucks. How's that sound? And then some of them are like, okay, that sounds all right. I mean, whatever. Yeah. It's interesting because a lot of these prosecutors have never heard of this. They they said they called it a, a like a sex pyramid scheme. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it, it, and in a way it kind of was because like a lot of these girls who like stayed with, uh, epstein whether they were being trafficked whether they were like servants for him or like if they were recruiters they always stayed on because anything that they wanted like because they, they would ask like just uh what's jelaine she would like say uh so what like who are you like what's your background what are your dreams and like when they go into like what they want to do with their lives like uh virginia um goofrey i think is her last name she she pops up a lot later on but she was just like, oh, you know, my dream is to be a masseuse. And that's kind of why I wanted to do this whole thing. I didn't realize it was going to turn into you fucking me all the time. But yeah. And she was like, okay, if you stick around for a while, we're going to make you like a world-class masseuse. We're going to send you to Thailand and you're going to like learn from the best of the best. And she was like, oh my God, that's like my thing. That's my dream. And um, so, yeah, they would stay under uh, Epstein's control they would get raped all the time. They, all these awful things would happen and they would see all these awful things happen to other girls. And like every once in a while, they'd be like, oh, so um, about that whole uh, modeling gig that you're going to get me or about that uh, massage uh, certificate you're going to get me. And Epstein would be like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. It also makes me wonder too, um, if he got this business model, for lack of a better term, from uh, working on Wall Street and doing these Ponzi schemes, if he just oh. like, took that model and applied it to sex yeah I, I could see that yeah for sure he's like well if it works here it's gonna work in other avenues yeah huh but you know it's funny because like i'm watching that show uh, what we do in the shadows do you know what that is uh -uh. so it's like this show it's based on like 
it's like kind of like a spin-off of a movie that was from 2014 and it's about these vampires it's like a it's like a comedy uh it's hilarious but it's about these uh basically vampires are being followed around by a documentary crew and they have familiars and what familiars are uh it's like um basically people who serve uh vampires and like they're promised that they're gonna be turned into vampires and like they're never turned into vampires like they like they're always like so are we am i gonna get turned into a familiar or am i gonna get turned into a vampire this year and they're like uh we'll we'll, we'll discuss it um, I know what a familiar is. Well, maybe the listeners don't, Roman. Jesus. You think, I am a, you think I'm a normie? <laughs> well, so anyway, that, so that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of like these girls are like uh, Epstein's familiars. So, so he's the, the vampire. He's a sex vampire. He's a sex vampire. He's also like a, a psychological vampire in a way. Oh, for sure. This guy was like a master manipulator. Even, even the Ponzi scheme guy was like intimidated by his manipulation skills yeah dude yeah no that, and that's why he couldn't do anything against him or bring up anything against him because it's like well no he's he's got me like in a corner he's like i ripped people off for a billion dollars but this guy is a crook <laughs> i forgot who it was there was one of the survivors uh she said i think it actually might have been maria um she said that like she spoke to the fbi and um they it's, they seem like very like empathetic to her story and they seem like they believed her 100% and they were like oh my god this is monstrous this guy's a monster we're going to get him don't worry about it and then like she never got a call back the uh, this i'm so glad this is done by James Patterson this is like so theatrical <laughs> i'm just, i've got it on mute with the subtitles on it's like it's like sinister music <laughs> <laughs> That's weird that James Patterson lived next door to him for like so many years. They're all in on it. They're all in on it. He's like, oh, what do you got for me uh, this week, Epstein? What's going to fuel my next novel? He's just deflecting. Yeah. I, I kind of wonder if he's going to write like a novel based on this or something. You would think that it, like, it'd be easy to almost like for someone like him. But, um, well, especially because he did this whole fucking series. Dude. You know what really like blew my mind, and it was like it was so glossed over. Like it wasn't. It was something that like they barely talked about, and like it was mentioned once. And it was uh, the Vanity Fair writer who's in this documentary, Vicky Ward. She was um, writing these pieces for uh, for for Vanity Fair, and it was on Epstein, uh, and it was on Epstein like being this like essentially like sex uh, kingpin with underage girls, and while she was pregnant. She, this is when she was writing these pieces uh, and Epstein got word of it and he calls her and he goes, if you don't tell me where you're giving birth, that's fine. I know most doctors in this town and I know all of the hospitals and I'll be able to find out. If you print these articles, I will hire a witch doctor to place a curse on your unborn child. And I was like, what? That's interesting what kind of like threat even is that i don't know but then you like connected to some of the pizzagate shit where they're talking about moloch and all this shit and you're like maybe these like billionaires know certain things that no one else does <laughs> i mean the scarier thing was when his wife was uh calling the the um the other girl talking about i know where you live i know where you go jogging all this other shit oh yeah like makes you wonder if they had um, detectives or police or who was watching these people. It did seem like uh, Epstein did have his hand in like the Palm Beach Police Department like in their pocket. 
well he he blatantly said it yeah he yeah. blatantly says i own this police department what was actually what was also kind of funny was like right vanity fair was going to um run these like a a group of these articles that i don't even think were necessarily written by vicky ward but they were still like other people were writing articles i think about epstein and about him being a creep and then like all of a sudden it turns out it seems like epstein paid them off because then they released uh, this huge article that was called the talented mr epstein and it was like riddled with compliments and it was like the public is filled with oohs and ahs over this gatsby like billionaire yeah either that or he intimidated them i couldn't tell if they were just scared or if somebody bought them off yeah i wasn't sure like i could see it either way like i could see him being like hey you guys like i don't know 10 million dollars right that would probably help with some things well because their response was we were scared he was going to sue us Oh yeah, and he does have an insane like uh, lawyer, like attorney. Like, <laughs> hold on, I'm just watching this. It says, "Sir, is it true that you have an egg-shaped penis?" <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. Okay, so we can go into that too. So, um, that was at his the first. Uh, He's trying not to laugh. Yeah, that was at the first. Uh, di- what was it called disposition or? I forgot what things. Sir, is it true you have an would would be described as an egg-shaped penis? Yeah, the first leading question in the uh, deposition uh, was that. And, like, I was just like, he, must, he should have been like, yeah, maybe if he had a dozen lined up end to end. You know what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so there's this uh, woman. It was named, thick towards the bottom, but was thin and small towards the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So there was uh, a woman named Haley. I forgot her last name, but she uh, had experienced like sexual abuse when she was raped by a 21 year old man. And this was before and she was 14. And this was before she ever met Epstein. And she, I think she met Epstein when she was like 16. And then she was recruited to come to Epstein. And this is, she's one of the women who was like, fuck you. I'm not going to do, uh, I'm not going to take off my clothes for you or anything like that. It's too weird. And uh, Epstein was like, okay, well, then just go ahead and recruit some girls for me and I'll give you 200 bucks. And she was like, that's a deal. So she worked for Epstein for a solid year and she recruited 24 girls to massage him and for them to get molested. Um, so what's the actual conspiracy thing here? Because like, I know we, I know he did all this stuff. This is all terrible. But to me, the real conspiracy is the cover up yeah, well, the cover-up, it, it, the cover. It, so the thing about the conspiracy with this is that, like, it, it, it kind of broke because the cover-up kind of got um, uh, basically shown as being a cover-up when um, what's his name, Acosta was fired as uh, the labor secretary uh, under Trump's administration because um, basically he was the reason as to why. Uh, the witnesses or the victims uh, weren't considered viable witnesses. So basically they made it, he he was the reason as to why like uh, Epstein didn't get arrested for all of this shit in like 2005 or something. Cause to me, there's a few things here. Uh, The first thing is where did his money actually come from? Was, was he really a billionaire or was he exploiting this, this, like these other rich people which it looks like he was basically using other people's money that's what i was thinking too like because why else then would he have to like do like all this weird shit with less wexman like to yeah. manipulate him so 
yeah, exactly. In the documentary, it looks like he was getting this money from the Ponzi scheme guy and uh, Les uh, Wexner. Yeah. And that was kind of where he got this thing where he was like a billionaire. He's basically looked like he's living off of other people's money. He had his own money that was maybe like in the millions, but he was using other people's money that was like billions. Yeah. So, you know what? Oh, I, okay. I guess because I was going to say like when the police uh, originally went into their went to his house when they were like first investigating him, uh, they found like pictures of kids that were like half naked on the walls and like shit like that. And I was like, why, how didn't he get arrested for that? But they were half naked. So I guess it's just weird. Well, it depends because the same thing happened with Michael Jackson. <clears throat> um, they went into his house and they, they found these books he had uh, with, with naked kids in them. But they were art books. Uh, so like nudity itself isn't really nec- like, like Like if you have pictures of like nudists or something, that's not like a crime right it's it's when it's like a sexual thing that that's when it becomes i guess a crime. It, i guess it could also be if like it's if it's like pictures as like we were talking before like if it's pictures as opposed to paintings because with a picture there's someone who's a potential victim but with a painting that's just someone's imagination yeah that too the i mean if it's a painting it you know yeah it's a, it's it's considered quote-unquote art right i guess Oh, so the first time Epstein was getting raided by the police, um, they all they got there and like what they were specifically looking for were hard drives because they know that like that's where most of the most incriminating shit's going to be. And as soon as they got there, they knew that he had gotten tipped off by someone because like you saw like abandoned computer wires that were just like sitting on the floor, like uh, attached to the wall, but weren't attached to computers and like all any sort of hard drives were gone. Yeah, so there was something very big going on there. Um, oh yeah, like he he had he had to have had something on his computer. Yeah, so maybe this was things that were incriminating other people. That could be. Yeah, I'm sure like other people who were involved with him as well as like just himself. I imagine there were things on that computer that would have sent him away for a long time. For sure. And again, he he said I own the police department here. Yeah. So who covered it up? The the police who I mean who tipped him off? Probably the police. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it didn't really seem like until the FBI got a hold of the case where like it actually seemed like it was going to be potentially detrimental to Epstein. So the FBI thing is interesting too because like it's one thing to to pay off your local police department cuz the one guy said he the first time he met Epstein was when Epstein was donating like a hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment to the police. Right. So clearly that was probably not the only time he did that. So when he said he owned the police, he probably was paying him off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I imagine like those, he just had it as like, Oh, this is a charitable event and I can even write it off because I'm giving the police all this money for like gear. But when you start talking about the FBI, the feds, yeah, that's a whole different thing. And it, it makes me wonder about the other claims that they had said about him. <clears throat> um, that he's actually Israeli intelligence. Oh, dude. Okay, so that is that that's an interesting conspiracy we can talk about. Uh, I don't know anything about it. All I know is that like there have been like photos taken with like people who are high up in like some Israeli government uh that were with Epstein. Um that's like yeah. really the extent of it that I know. Epstein sounds like a Jewish name to me. 
Yeah. So the I'm trying to remember what it was, but I think it was one of the local cops because the local cops had tried to go after him before and they were actually the ones that ended up getting him. I don't know which, if it was Florida or which state it was, but um, they tried to go after him. And I remember this one cop said he, he, he tried to go after him and um, his boss told him, no, he, he's intelligence. He's off limits. They said he was intelligence. Yeah. I remember it was a cops that said it. Oh shit. And, and then in that, uh, that Tim Dillon interview, I'm pretty sure she said he was a Mossad, which is like the CIA or the FBI of uh, the Israeli government. Right. Damn. So I don't know how he would have gotten involved in that, if he was always involved with that, or where that came from exactly, at what point. But he was basically like, it's almost like he had diplomatic immunity, like he was untouchable. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so crazy. I never knew about that. Well... I mean, I had to have because I watched that Tim Dillon thing, but I hadn't. I didn't remember that. Which would make sense that the FBI basically said, "Don't fuck with them." Yeah, and one thing that I thought was kind of funny was like, um, like detectives were like becoming to like were beginning to seem uneasy about the case, and like they were kind of being pussies about it. Like they didn't want to do anything uh, wrong or mess with Epstein, um, just because like they assumed that like they would they would just get sued or something like that. Or like he, they would go, he would go after them in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he had the, he had the money. He um, had people watching them. Remember he had, um, he had them followed. Yeah. He had like detectives following them and watching them and digging through their trash and looking for anything to blackmail them on. So if any of this went to court, he could just tear their character apart. Yeah. Yeah, so one thing that's kind of interesting about Epstein is he's a college dropout. Like he he um he he like graduated early in high school. He went to college for like a year or two and dropped out. And then he lied to the Dalton School, which was like this college this is like this college in New York that's like I think or it's not a college, it's a K through 12 uh school, but it's like a private school I think in New York that's kind of like highly regarded. Um and so he's already like teaching kids which is insane. Uh, and then um, he gets like this position at that brokerage firm. Um, I think it was, uh, what was it? Bear, Bear, Bear Stearns. Stearns. Yeah, Bear Stearns. And uh, he lied on his resume in both instances. And because the internet wasn't around, it was like so easy for him to get these jobs. That on top of like him being a sociopath and being able to like charm his way and lie his way into positions. Yeah, well, the guy's a fucking nerd, first of all. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He's in the math club. Right. So he was definitely a prodigy, though. Like, he was definitely very, I don't know if you could say smart or maybe cunning is the word. I think he for sure was smart. Like, he had to be, I think, be have at least some high intelligence, like, to get away with this shit for so long and to get these jobs the way he did. Yeah, definitely. He's very good at manipulating people. Yeah. He's, um, He's very good at that. I mean, he he could he knew how to manipulate people into getting what he wanted. He knew how to blackmail people into giving him what he wanted if he couldn't manipulate them. So the guy was just really good. And that's see, and in that Tim Dillon interview, she said that he wasn't like the guy in charge, which was also interesting. Because oh, in charge of, of the of the human trafficking. Yeah, because they kind of after he so called died. 
the whole investigation got pretty much dropped because they were acting like he was the only guy not mentioning like all of his clients. There, there seems to be very little desire to dig into all of this. Yeah. Hmm. Nobody yeah. really wants to know who his clients were or who was on his plane or why. So, like, with the earliest, um, yeah, yeah, the, the plane shit's so crazy. And, like, there's so many people where you're just like, ah, I respected you. <laughs> and then I found out you were on the Lolita Express. Yeah, everybody was on the, the island. Yeah. Um, what are they doing? Yeah, who knows? Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, there's people in this documentary who, like, used to work on the island. They were just, like, these employees. And, like, they would say not everyone who went to this island was involved in some shit. Like, a lot of them were. Uh, and some shocking people were, but so um, Bill Clinton wasn't getting massages. Come on. Well, so, some well, I mean, who knows? Like probably, but like a lot of the people, uh, like Virginia um, Gufre or whatever her last name is, she was saying that um, she saw Bill Clinton like having dinner with uh, Epstein, but she never saw him participating in any of the orgies or anything like that. Hmm. Which I don't think, and I don't think she would have uh, been covering up for anyone involved with the island. I don't know. I don't know. It's all very interesting. Um, but the uh, the guy, uh, there's this guy who uh, I guess cleaned uh, the facility at the island. He was saying that like he saw Virginia, and she was like 17 at the time, um, and she was uh, she was being uh, human trafficked, and she didn't know it like quite at first, but then it turned into like she was just getting raped all the time, and uh, she uh, was in the pool with Prince Andrew and prince andrew and like she was topless uh she had like a bikini bottom on but like um basically prince andrew was like grinding on her and kissing on her and shit yeah so prince andrew i'm I'm trying to remember which royal family he was a part of but supposedly it's a, a, it, the uk yeah supposedly his actual family was the ones that are like really in charge of this but not the not the british branch i i guess there's another branch that's out there that's really the ones in charge if i'm getting my facts right i might be wrong but it's not a part of the uk no i want to i almost feel like they're in israel but i don't know <laughs> oh okay well i think prince andrew is um one of the um he's a part of like the british royal family i'm pretty sure Right, yeah. There's definitely some link to Israel with this. Hmm. So this is crazy. Lay it on this me. is this is from the Sun, December third, twenty nineteen, and this kind of makes sense. Although, at the same time, I don't know. Okay, could be could be bullshit. So this guy, he claims he's a former Israeli spy. His name is Ari Ben Menashe. Ben Menashe claims he was the handler of Ghislaine's dad, Robert Maxwell, who was also a spy. And it was the former newspaper baron who introduced Epstein and his daughter to the Israeli intelligence agency. He makes the unverified claims in a new book called Epstein, Dead Men Tell No Tales. In a preview of the book, he says Mr. Epstein was a simple idiot who was going around providing girls to all kinds of politicians in the United States. So... Basically, he's saying they were Israeli spies that were running a honeypot to blackmail U.S. politicians for the Israeli government. Whoa, that's so crazy. So that, that's where Epstein comes in for being Israeli intelligence. 
according to this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, so they're saying that her dad was a spy, and so she he introduced she, them. Yeah. So Jelaine was basically like bred up into this. Like this is something that she's been involved with probably since she was like young, like decently young. Files from the British Foreign Office released in 2003 appear to back the claims Robert Maxwell may have been a spy, with one report describing him as a thoroughly bad character who was being financed by Russia, and another saying his questionable activities had been br brought to the attention of the foreign officer on several occasions. So this is her dad, who is a, a known fraudster, and it's interesting that he died under mysterious circumstances. Gillian just killed him. Uh, maybe, maybe he felt like because he was uh, he was all involved in this shit, he could get away with whatever he wanted, and the and these guys said nope, and took him out. Oh, that could be for sure. Uh, yeah, that's interesting, and it's also kind of it also makes sense that like Jelaine would be like so good at this because she was so good. She was like Epstein in a way. She was like the like they said in the documentary. She was like the extrovert version of Epstein. Where like she was so good at like charming people into like believing anything she says and to like be uh befriending these people and like making them trust her. So whenever she was like, Oh my God, like I didn't know you wanted to be a model or I didn't know you wanted to be a masseuse. Here, come with me. I, I have this friend. He's a he's very rich, he's very nice, and like I think that he can really help you out. And like they're like, Oh my god, all of my prayers are answered, and then awful stuff happens. Well, if you watch this documentary, she was like patient zero she was like the first one that was like the first girl because jelaine was the first girl uh, that epstein like molested i i wouldn't say molested necessarily but she was like the original one that was bringing all these other girls in oh you're right yeah she was like the the original recruiter yeah because she saw him they said as as like a father figure as like her daddy after her dad died right right and so yeah so i mean like i my i think what was probably happening and it's probably something that you were detailing in the article is that jelaine was likely uh trafficking girls before epstein and then after her dad died she was just like oh you're like uh, my dad so this is uh this is a business i know very well don't worry we're gonna be very profitable on this yeah, so in this book, uh, family friend Laura Goldman says, my feeling is that he probably was an agent to the Russians, the Israelis, and the British. I believe that Ghislaine continued his work. Dang. Okay, so so she and Epstein just became partners in that regard because of the Israeli connection. It is not known whether Maxwell and Epstein gathered any intelligence about Prince Andrew, although the book suggests he was a target. Well, they at least gathered that picture. Did you ever see that part of the mm -hmm. documentary? So there's a picture of uh, Prince Andrew with like his arm around the waist of Virginia. And um, like right behind them is Jelaine. And it, like, it was hilarious because Prince Andrew is getting interviewed. Uh, I forgot by who, someone in the press. And they were like, he was like, so here's the thing. Like she says that like pictures exist, exist of us. I've never met Virginia. I never danced with Virginia in that club. Like she claims we danced at like nothing like that happened. And they're like, okay, but you know, like there's a picture of you with Virginia and you have like your arm around her waist and Jelaine's right behind you guys. And he was like, hey, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's, it's interesting that there's like all these unexplained deaths around all this. Yeah.
Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine that's how, you know, they get kept quiet or how people, uh, how these people like don't get caught is like, okay, if you were really, you really have your heart set on uh, turning us in with this shit, either we're going to figure out a way to ruin your life or we're just going to take your life. Oh, exactly. And also, if, if this is the Israeli government and they're like taking these people out. Yeah. That's uh, that also makes more sense. How all of a sudden he ends up dead in his cell. Yeah, I never thought about that. Cause like you're right. Like maybe the names uh, of like the people that Epstein would be giving wouldn't necessarily be like say the Clintons or the Podestas or like uh, uh, Trump or something. Like it could be like a foreign government. I never really pieced that together. I mean, it was definitely a professional hit. So yeah, it, some kind of government intelligence agency was involved or he killed himself no i'm just kidding he didn't kill himself (laughs) are there any details about how he died like like what are the actual details oh the autopsy reported that it wasn't a death from hanging it was a death from like strangulation and like uh like there's neck wounds like there's indentations on his neck that wouldn't be from a hanging but it'd be from like a pair of hands okay I mean, that's in the official report. All right. So let's see. This was just so. It's almost like I saw this coming. The. Oh, him getting killed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's hilarious because, like, I remember um, watching. uh, Do you know who Jimmy Dore is? Yeah. I was watching the Jimmy Dore show, like, literally a week before Epstein supposedly killed himself. And Jimmy was just like. Uh, was pretending to be Clinton on Twitter, and he was just like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry for Epstein's death next week." <laughs> well, this is after uh, all these, like the the Seth Rich shooting, yeah, um, all sorts of suspicious suicides to people yeah. that were involved with the Clintons. Oh yeah, like Seth Rich for sure could have a grip on that gun after he shot himself in the head. That's something that usually happens. Yeah, there were there were a lot of suspicious deaths. So when he got arrested and he had ties to the Clintons, that I, yeah, I remember I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I for sure thought it was Hillary Clinton, just because like there's so many people who are attached to her that like end up dead. And it's like, but if you think about it, like you think about uh, Clinton's history with that, it's almost sad. Like if you didn't know that Clinton was like such a like um, corrupt figure, you'd almost think that she was like the most tragic person in history because like all of her close friends just kind of end up dead in like really awful, mysterious circumstances. She's so unlucky. I know. Oh my God. Poor Hillary. Poor thing. Oh my God, dude. So when we were talking about uh, the police department um, and the prosecutors, like uh, basically saying, um, or, okay, so uh, let me go, let me start over. So essentially uh, the police department uh, in um, Palm Beach and the prosecutors, they got together uh, to put a case against Epstein and the prosecutors would say that the victims weren't good witnesses because they accepted money for their sexual favors, which in itself is illegal because it's prostitution. So they were criminals. But when the police department said children can't consent to have sex with an adult anyway, so that should be good enough uh, reason for them to be witnesses. And the prosecutors are like, eh, no, 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 whatever. And then just dropped. 
Well, yeah, that's why all this stuff that he was doing was so dangerous. When he was having the police followed, all this, this is all for character assassination, so they can't be witnesses against him. Yeah, but it's also, it's like, it, even, it doesn't even stand up, though. Like, that, that's why, like, the police, the head of the police department was like, wait a minute. Just because they were paid um, to have sex with him doesn't take away the fact that they were, like, 14 years old or, like, 16 years old. And the prosecutors are just like, nope, sorry, they got paid. They were prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it, it it's interesting. It, it's like one of those things, like the, the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. Like, they don't want to take something to court if they don't think they can win. Right, yeah. Just like um, one of the girls where, where she was in court, they asked her how many how many abortions she had had. Oh, that's right, yeah. What was it that they said? It was like, uh, well, do you prefer the three abortions or do you prefer to be dead or something? I forgot what the details were. Uh, they asked, you, were these two abortions worse than massaging Jeffrey Epstein or something like that? That's or, so fucked up, dude. Like, <laughs> it's just pure character assassination because if you're putting this in front of the jury, they have to believe you and respect you as a witness. And I imagine like that was during a time where like abortion was just, it was maybe looked down on more than it even is today. Oh, definitely. Well, think about this though. They're in Florida. Florida is a pretty conservative state too. Yeah. So you put that in front of a jury, uh, all white conservative jury, you know, you don't know. And I wouldn't put jury tampering above Epstein. He, he could maybe bribe people from the jury too. Shit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like secretively. Yeah. Um, So in July of 2006, the FBI took the reins of the investigation from the Palm Beach uh, Police Department, and they started uncovering the story of what happened uh, 10 years prior in 1996 with uh, Maria Farmer and Annie Farmer. And um, so but prior to this, like during that 10 year gap, Maria had moved to like different states for years to hide from Epstein and Maxwell. And um, basically... because what we were talking about where Ghislaine uh, was like harassing her, she would call her up yeah. and threaten her and say, I know where you live. Every time she moved, she would call her up saying, I know where you live. I yeah. know where you jog. And she would like talk about like, if you say anything, like we're going to ruin your career and shit like that. Yeah. She went and changed her name and moved out to the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. In North Carolina or something. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and then that's when an FBI agent came to her door. She was in North Carolina. She had, like, a, a new alias, and uh, they were like, we're going to get her. We're going to get Jelaine, and we're going to get Epstein, uh, and we just need you and your sister Annie to cooperate with us and um, about the story of what happened in 1996. And, uh, yeah, the only reason, the only reason that the FBI uh, knew to contact Marie, Maria and Annie is because they had filed an FBI report in 1996 back when like she thought that they were like ignoring her. Yeah, exactly. And um, that, Oh, let's not forget the fact too, that it was very uncommon how the case went after the, uh, after they lost the case at the local level, the chief of police actually wrote a letter referring it to the FBI, which is completely unheard of. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he was just so disgusted by the whole thing. He he said, "I don't believe justice has been served in this case," and he referred it to the FBI. He's like Epstein is like a weird version of Marvel's Kingpin. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's the thing too. It's like, yeah, he's charming. Yeah, he's got money. But it's like, 
some of the stuff he's getting away with, it's like, it's like somebody else has got to be behind it. So it's very believable that like the, it, like Mossad is behind this. Man, yeah, that'd be so crazy. And so like he's just, but a lot of um, so I guess I guess it's one of those things. It's like it's almost like there's two different jobs here. There's like oh I'm doing this for my own sexual gratification, and then uh, okay now we gotta go to the island. Now it's time to work. Right. It, well, yeah. He he's uh basically getting. I mean, they got the perfect guy for this. They got a guy he himself who, is a pedophile. Yeah. So, and let's not forget the uh, what do they say about his moral his moral compass? It's upside down. His moral compass is upside down, which I'm sure any intelligence agency that had done any research on him would know probably already that he was involved in this Ponzi scheme. They knew what kind of guy he was. They they said, okay, this guy's already into this. He knows how to get these girls. Boom, they got him. Yeah, and it's like, you know, we talk about like Courtney Wilde. Courtney Wilde was 14 years old when she met Epstein, and um, she uh, Epstein decided to use her as a recruiter. And I think like she was actually molested first, and then he was just like, "Hey, if you don't want to do this, you can always go get me girls." And like while he, she was working for Epstein, like he she got him like 40 to 60 girls. Like she couldn't estimate exactly, but she said it was between that. Yeah, and I mean for a guy like in almost in his sixties, that's a lot. So, dude, yeah, and but like, and then clearly like, he was using them for something else besides just himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of these girls were just they were human trafficked, especially on that island, and like it was crazy because like there was this woman, um, I think it was uh, Susan. Her name's like Resume or something like that. It sounds like it looks like it spelled it spells like Resume basically. And um, she was saying that, like, she was at this uh, party. Uh, it was, like, a club. And, like, she was 22 years old. I, th- I think she was 22. And she, um, like, really wanted to be a model. And uh, Jelaine saw her and, like, immediately, like, struck up this friendship with her. And, like, they were partying all night together. And um, she was just like, hey, why don't you come uh, to a movie with me and my friend Jeffrey? And so they went to, like, an AMC 30 or, like, not AMC 30, but, like, an AMC, AMC theater. And um, essentially, they struck up like a, a friendship right away, her and Jeffrey. And then she gets um, put on the plane to go to this island because she, he's like, hey, we're going to get you jobs. And like, we're going to go to the island and maybe we're going to do like a photo shoot or something. And she's like, oh, that's great. And so she gets on this private plane. And this plane is packed with people. And out of nowhere, she's like drinking in the back. She has like a drink. And she like out of nowhere sees Jeffrey Epstein just like fucking this chick hard, like in the middle of this plane. And like there's people around all over the place. And like they're like pretending to sleep and shit like that. And she's like, what the fuck? And so then they land. And she's just kind of trying to forget about what she saw. She she was like, it was super traumatizing. And then um, the first night she's there, uh, she um someone goes up to her and she goes and they go hey uh jeff is waiting for you in uh the massage room and so she's like okay and so she goes into there and then like she starts massaging his feet like starts massaging him and shit and then he turns around grabs her wrist throws her on the table and just rapes her and yeah and then she got raped two more times by different people that night and then uh, later in the night she tried to find like a remote area on the island uh, and she was like what if I just like start swimming like if I could just like start swimming maybe I could 
find land or something get the fuck out of here and she was like they must have had cameras all over that uh, island because this was this was like a part of the island that was like super far away from the facility and like immediately when she was about to go down there uh, she, she got caught by epstein got brought back to the house wow yeah, yeah I, I i remember that i remember seeing that in something else um that's interesting too that you mentioned the the plane because i was looking um I was looking to see the list of the, the, the logs on the plane, the plane logs. And, oh, yeah. Uh, the names on this, man. I know. It's crazy. First Kev, off. Go ahead. Let's start with Woody Allen. <laughs> Not surprising. <laughs> the, probably the least surprising person on yeah, this list. That's really. I, I dislike that Woody Allen sucks because I love Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> it really blows. Woody Allen sucked for a long time, so yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, yeah, like he uh, molested like he, he and uh, Mia Farrow's daughter or something like that. Yeah, then he married her. Well, no, that was their adopted daughter. Oh no, 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 this I'm was sorry, a different. Sorry, yeah. wrong daughter. Well, wrong daughter. <laughs> he's got he's got a thing for daughters, but um, yeah. So he molested like uh, their like biological daughter, uh, when she I think was like twelve or something um yeah i think he like fingered her or something like that like while they were like just playing in like a room or something i don't know but um yeah so that blows and like woody allen's just like that's complete bullshit and it's like well then why were you at the island yeah just okay the names on this list well I'll, let me go over some of the some of the bigger names here okay so woody allen of course will smith i'm going backwards alphabetically so Will Smith, Will Ferrell, Tom Hanks. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Steven Spielberg. There's a conspiracy theory about Steven Spielberg that he is a pedophile that's been and around for a while. There's also a conspiracy that Tom Hanks is a pedophile. Mm. And there's a conspiracy that Will Smith is up to some weird shit. Yeah, there was a guy that accused Will Smith of uh, raping him. Um, some child actor guy. So was it when uh, the child actor was a kid? Uh, I didn't really look into it, but I'm pretty sure he was in his teens. I don't know if he was of legal age, but either way, you're saying he raped him. You know, it's kind of funny because, like, let's just say Will Smith's bi or something. Like, there was instances, like, where, like, when he was in a, he was in this movie, like, in the 90s where he played a gay guy, and, like, he like refused to kiss a dude on screen because he's like that's too gay man i can't do that and then like years later like a decade or two later he was being interviewed by this guy uh who like kissed him or tried to kiss him and like will smith literally like just pulled his hand back and slapped the shit out of him oh yeah, yeah. i think that was borat wasn't it borat was it borat? To kiss him? <laughs> i feel I like i feel like borat tried to kiss him like when he was doing an interview or something i think he must have been playing a character. I don't know if he was doing Borat or one of the other That's characters. hilarious. I didn't know it was Sasha Baron Cohen. That That's funny. I feel like it was. I don't remember specifically. but I thought it was like some random dude, but maybe you're right. But either way, it's kind of funny because it's almost like he's trying to like deflect like the rumor or like what it is. Yeah, that would protest too much. Right. Oh, okay. So, uh, okay. so on the documentary right now, um, they just showed Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. I don't see on the flight logs, but it seems like they were friends. 
you know what really kind of grossed me out was like there was a point in the documentary where they're like they show a picture of harvey weinstein with epstein and epstein is wearing a military uniform i think it was navy and it shows him having like all of like these decorative medals and shit i'm like you piece of shit like you didn't ever like serve anything you never like earned those medals i I just thought that was really lame i literally just saw it right now yeah (laughs) as you were talking about okay hold on i'm not done with this list though okay so steven tyler no uh jay-z and beyonce seth green Mm. robert downey jr uh quentin tarantino not surprising pharrell oprah oprah's on the list well there's been rumors that oprah uh is involved with like pedophile (laughs) child human trafficking okay yeah that that, that's an interesting one because there was a a thing on twitter where they were saying oprah is on house arrest for uh child trafficking it blew up so big that Oprah actually had to deny it on Twitter <laughs> because Oprah it. was trending. Dude, it was like, I listen, maybe it wasn't actually her house, but there was tons of posts where they were showing because the uh, house had like cameras and shit like that attached to it. And they showed like these police raids, like coming in and like breaking down the door and shit like that, <laughs> like at her house, supposedly. And this was on the same night, I think, that she denied everything. Interesting. Yeah, there is um, <laughs> there is this whole conspiracy that the, the whole coronavirus was just so these celebrities wouldn't be exposed. I did. They are that. under house arrest. Well, I mean, look who got it. You you got Tom Hanks and his <gasps> wife. Tom Hanks got it. Yeah. Uh huh. That was like the first big celebrity. That's true. Interesting. Okay, <laughs> Please show on. me sympathy. Who else? Uh, Pharrell, Oprah, Will Ferrell, which I'm Eminem. Uh, that sucks. Will Ferrell, yeah, Will Ferrell. You know, and I've heard shit about Will Ferrell that, that where he's kind of like that he may be a pedophile, but maybe that's because he was on the Lolita Express logs. He just seems like a weird guy, but I don't really know much about him. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, Madonna, one of the Rothschilds, was on the list. Katy Perry, Kevin Spacey. That's an interesting one. Shocking. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I mean, he's basically... I mean, he did rape a kid. Like, that's, like, legitimately. Yeah, so he's an admitted pedophile. Yeah. Uh, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Jimmy Kimmel. (laughs) I know his sister. Who? Jimmy Kimmel's sister, Jill. You know his sister? Yeah. That's that's interesting. She's a a comedian in Arizona. Shut up. No, for real. (laughs) So what's up? Where are we at? Oh no, I I've like I, I don't I'm not like friends with her, but I do talk to her sometimes on Facebook. But um I know I've I've thought about like sending her like primitive state stuff and being like, Hey, hook it up. Let me get on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Dude, yeah. yeah. Or just the comedy stuff, I mean. Yeah. <clears throat> uh let's see. I don't know who most of these people are. Oh, here's an interesting one. <clears throat> Dan Schneider. Oh, the um the pedophile from Nickelodeon. Yeah, there's a whole other conspiracy theory about him, which, crazy enough, hasn't actually been proven. Which is, what, what's that? Well, he has something in common with Epstein. He also has a foot fetish. Uh, oh, he does. I've, I know, I've heard about this, and the reason why I heard about it 
was because there was a picture uh I think I think it was on like this Facebook page that was like these posts didn't age well, and it was um, iCarly. I forgot her name, the actress, and then the the girl who played Sam on that show. Like they both like were barefoot, and they like had their feet sticking out at the camera. And then the person who was taking the picture was Dan Schneider. <laughs> oh yeah, he I, and they were like sixteen. It was on the show, like uh, they were. He, yeah, he was doing like this whole thing where. At one point, I think on Twitter, he was having like people send him pictures of their feet. It was like this whole hashtag about promoting some episode of the show. <laughs> um, there, there was also a rumor that um, him or somebody else was the reason Amanda Bynes went all crazy. I wouldn't doubt it. Like they, like she was abused and pretty much got older and then kind of realized it and then that lost fat her girl. mind. That fat girl and all that probably didn't get touched by anyone. Who? Lori uh, Beth Denberg? Yeah. Oh, I love Lori Beth Denberg. <laughs> yeah, I bet, yeah, I bet she never got raped. Poor Lori. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, no, go ahead. I mean, that's a good thing, I guess. Oh, yeah, it's a good thing. You don't know. That's true. That's true. You don't know her life. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> that one's an interesting one because there's all sorts of rumblings about him, but nobody can really prove anything. And he's still like involved in their TV shows. That's the weirdest thing. I wonder if like the person who's in charge of Nickelodeon is like, oh yeah, we uh, we send like feet pictures to each other all the time. Well, he writes a lot of their shows, so yeah. he must just be making way too much money for them for them to do anything about it at this point. Yeah, because I mean, he's been writing shows since like the first cast of all that, and that was like in '94 or something. Yeah, he was uh he was on it. He was um their boss on uh in Good Burger and I don't know if he was in any other sketches. Yeah, and I think he made, he wrote like a bunch of Keenan and Kel episodes too, I think. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. He he wrote a bunch of shows. He still writes shows I think on there to this day, I think. Mhm. And uh he they just did some reunion. I don't know if it was iCarly or one of those shows. They did like a reunion on um on Zoom or something and he was on there with them. With Dude, some that... creepy ass puppet. <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta be weird though. Like if you're those girls and like say you believe that he is like this pedophile, like unless they're just like used to being around him enough to where it's like, eh, whatever. There's definitely something creepy going on there, but it hasn't been proven yet. Hmm. So anyway, that's an interesting one. It, it it's interesting that there are quite a few people on here that are confirmed pedophiles. Yeah, like I mean, Woody Allen for sure, Kevin Spacey, potentially. So it, just makes, it just makes you wonder if these other people are also in this club since they're all kind of hanging well, out together. Well, dude, like I mean, that Tom Hanks uh, pedophile uh, rumor has been around for a while. I I don't know if it's because of the Lolita logs or if it's something that predates that. But all I know is like I remember like his son, who's like the disappointment in the family, who's a rapper, and like he, <laughs> Chet, Chet Hanks, yeah, Chet Hanks, like he had a a video that was kind of funny where he was just talking. He was like, "Oh yeah, my dad, he fucks kids all the time. In fact, when we, you know, when we were growing up, that was a commonplace. Like me and uh, or him and uh, my mom would like have a kid like randomly pop into the master bedroom. And he was like making fun of it." <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it was actually wow. pretty funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Courtney Love is also on this list. Mm. Charlie Sheen, Chelsea Handler, Chris Tucker, 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Chris Tucker, uh, he, he also went on like this trip to Africa where Virginia was on it. And um, she was like, she didn't see Chris Tucker involved in anything bad. In fact, she said the Africa trip was like really wholesome. <laughs> like nothing mm. happened to her. Nothing happened to anyone else. And she was like, but after we came back from Africa, oh my God, that's when like I got raped all the time. Well, why was she there for the Africa trip? If like, what was her purpose there? If Probably she wasn't there like, uh, well, because she didn't just get like raped and shit like that. Like she was also there to like basically be an assistant to Jeffrey because she was like kind of like their main servant for a little while. Oh, I see. So she was the hired help. Yeah, basically. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, here's a name that keeps popping back up. Ben Affleck. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and he's in those emails or that one email at least. And it's like there's probably something there. And, you know, and it makes me wonder – Maybe him being an alcoholic and stuff, like maybe that's him like uh, suppressing that bullshit. Yeah, it's definitely made me look at these people in Hollywood that are like addicts a lot differently. Yeah. And, and especially the, the child stars that are addicts now, it, it makes me wonder if they're like repressing some trauma or yeah, what's going on there. Yeah, I mean like do you know, uh like Elijah Wood would talk about like he was like, "Well, I'm I'm a child star. Like I was I've been acting since I was like 5." He's like, "Trust me, there's a huge pedophile problem in Hollywood and like I've seen it firsthand." Yeah, haven't you seen Flipper? He was in that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he was in a lot of terrible movies when he was a kid. He knows <laughs> he knows how terrible Hollywood is. Yeah, yeah. Uh okay, Bill Murray. This is kind of surprising. One. That's sad. I've heard he's an asshole, though, so maybe it's not that surprising. Mm, okay, Bill Clinton. Yeah. Uh, I don't see Hillary on here, though. Just Bill, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary's like, go have, go have fun, Bill. <laughs> While Hillary's working, Bill's on the island. Because <laughs> she was like Secretary of State during she this time, like, right? Oh, I w-. Yeah, I think so. She was like, I would come, Bill, but who's going to traffic the kids in America? <laughs> uh barack obama apparently because he's on the flight logs oh does it say how many times uh this one does not know okay yeah that's not surprising because it seems (gasps) like oh what's up anderson cooper oh yeah he probably went with his he probably went with whoever else was a vanderbilt on that list Ooh, wow that's interesting yeah i wonder i wonder what's up with him (laughs) <laughs> got some hot dogs <sighs> it's there's people that this happens to that end up perpetuating it yeah oh yeah no that's actually a, a huge thing where uh people who are become pedophiles typically it's not always but like statistically the people who become pedophiles were actually molested themselves when they were younger yeah and i think they've like in some cases come to accept it and maybe enjoy it i i I guess yeah yeah because it just becomes like a sexual identity at a certain point and i think that's it because like a lot of people say that like you know how they say like uh you're born gay or you're born straight or whatever but it's like i think also a part of it is like your experiences through your life also shape certain things so like like kevin spacey I, i didn't he say he was molested uh yeah in his apology that was that was his cover yeah so i mean it's one of those things where i think like it's partly nature and it's partly nurture 
so it's just a combination of those things so if someone like gets molested when they're a kid by an adult maybe then they start wanting to be the one who has that power definitely yeah uh do you care about anthony ketis uh i mean i he's fine i like some red hot chili pepper albums that's interesting he was on that list he's on list alec baldwin not surprising has there been talk about Alec Baldwin? I, I never heard anything. I just know him. he's a pile of trash. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I know his wife's much younger than him, but that's not that uncommon in Hollywood. Nah, you know, and it's not like creepily uh, younger, I don't think. Um, well, he's like 100 years old now, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, she's probably not like 20 or 18 or something. No, I think she's like 30-something. Yeah, so that's not so know. bad. Uh, and then the, the Prince of Wakanda himself, Akon, is on here. Oh, dang. So that is most of the people that I recognize on this list. And yeah. uh, John Cusack, uh, John Jim Cusack. Carrey. Oh, Jim Carrey's on the list. Oh, that sucks. And, you know, it's funny because, like, there's been, like, conspiracy theories that, like, so far I've seen that it's kind of unfounded, but it's interesting to talk about where, like, he's uh, talked about, like, you know. Jim Carrey? Yeah, they, he's talked about, um, like, hollywood having these satanic rituals where like they eat children and shit like that mm. that's right yeah yeah i remember he i think he was on jimmy kimmel and he was kind of throwing up some symbols yeah no he did uh it looked like he was making like a pussy with his hands and he like put his face in between it and like he would stick his tongue out and he like was like come on jimmy you know what i'm doing and he's like what he's like yeah you know come on put your hands up <laughs> and then like well, so they so they well, both the conspiracy do. theory is he was throwing Illuminati symbols. Well, it's not even a conspiracy theory. I think he said that he's like the. I think he said like the Illuminati or something like that. Mm, I had to rewatch that interview. Funny. Maybe not, but like, uh, yeah, that is interesting. That, that's like they're saying it's like the Illuminati thing, which kind of makes sense because it looks like it's a weird eye. <laughs> also, James Franco. Yeah, I've heard he's also kind of a piece of shit. I've also heard like pedophile rumors about him wasn't he accused of rape or something i remember seeing there were james franco accusations there was me too movement stuff where like he i'm not sure if it was rape but he definitely like uh came on to women in in, like an aggressive manner and his excuse was insanely stupid he was like look when you're young and you don't like have sex and you become rich and um you suddenly are getting all this attention this is like how you act because you're like acting out because you didn't get pussy when you were younger. And it's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hey, you know, it, it happens. You I know. guess there's, there's I a lot of us that don't get pussy. It sounds like it's, it's an excuse to be an asshole to me. <laughs> Come on, man. I was a nerd when I was young. Now I'm famous. So let me do whatever the fuck I want. James Franco says he supports Me Too so much he won't refute allegations. That's hilarious. So, uh, okay, so, yeah, the head of uh, the Palm Beach uh, PD had called the FBI to get information on what was going on with the case against Epstein uh, because it had been two years since they had it, since the FBI had the case, and they uh, there was no new developments, and the FBI had told him uh, that they could they couldn't divulge any information to them about the case, which according to uh, the um, head of PD in uh, Palm Beach. That was the first time he had ever heard something like that happen in his 30 years in, uh, on the police force. 
U.S. Attorney Acosta met with Epstein's lawyers, and immediately the indictment was gone uh, when it was going to be put into action, and the FBI investigation was done. Like Acosta had shut everything down. This is interesting. So, are, are, was Acosta blackmailed, or was he working with Epstein? I think he was. I don't think. I, I think he was working with Epstein. I don't think he had. I think he was brought in to talk to the lawyers about like how they can uh, cancel the investigation with the FBI and um how they can like cancel out the indictment okay um, that sounds reasonable yeah oh okay so because um so essentially when he was first when epstein was first being uh charged uh with like prostitution and uh they were, they were also talking about um minor pro- minors being prostitutes um he uh he got 18 months when he was going to serve 15 years and they only got him uh for for soliciting a prostitute they didn't get him for anything having to do with underage girls right and the tape says he was on work release six days a week (laughs) six days a week and he was out of his cell 12 hours a day yeah so basically he was just hanging out and i can't imagine the the jail he was in was high security either I don't think so. Well, no, he, so not only was he uh, out and about for 12 hours a day, whenever he was in his jail cell, his door was always open and they gave him like fancy ass food that like none of like the other uh, inmates had. Yeah. He was like club fed camp cupcake. Exactly. See, I had a friend that would tell me stories about like uh, being in like the Maricopa County jail and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, like the big time like uh drug guys and stuff would have like fucking pizza like the pizza delivery guys would deliver shit right to their cell and shit crazy i was almost i almost said awesome because i I thought it was pretty cool but (laughs) that's pretty crazy (laughs) it's just like you could just buy anything yeah dude okay so that virginia woman uh who worked for epstein um so there was a, a disposition um i think that's what it's called where like the um a deposition where uh, the attorneys who were like um, representing the survivors were questioning Epstein about certain things. And Epstein's lawyer would like come in and say like argumentative, that's combative. And like, it's a bunch of bullshit because the questions are completely reasonable. And um, so there was one thing that the, that the um, survivor's attorney said that was like, is it true that um, you for your birthday one year, uh, were um you got three 12 year old girls from france from one of your friends and they just arrived at your doorstep you uh had had sex with them uh and then they uh were sent back to france the next day and then the lawyer was like excuse me but that's argumentative and it's like no it's it's just a straightforward question and um virginia had said that she was there that day and she witnessed Epstein on the phone with his friend laughing his ass off about like these 12 girls who just showed up at uh, his door who spoke no English. They were completely uh, like they were from France. Then they spoke only French. And um, then he like had his way with them and then like sent them on their way the next day. That I didn't even get to that part yet. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, Oh, okay. What's the Prince Andrew thing? So how did that connection come through? Um, in regard to like Epstein and Prince Andrew, yeah, did it say how they met? 
I I never saw like how they met. All I know is that like Prince Andrew would be like, I have no connection to any of these underage girls that like Epstein has been dealing with. And then they're like, well, what about this picture with you in Virginia, uh, Guafre or whatever her name, last name is? And he's like, well, you got me there. <laughs> right, because she was. Who was she? Was she one of the girls that was uh, getting him the girls? Yeah, she was. Uh, well. I don't know. I I don't think she was a recruiter. I do know that she um that like she was a servant and she was like helping out Epstein with some stuff. I don't know if she was recruiting or not, but she um she did have sex with Epstein all the time and she was getting trafficked. Like she she had sex with Prince Andrew and then she was getting uh sent to like other people who were high up uh, either in government or who were celebrities. And um then at a certain point she got like sick of it when so what happened was she uh, at one point goes or no uh jelaine goes oh virginia could you come in here for a second and they're like in like this living room and she jelaine goes i have a very important thing to ask you jeff and i want to have a baby together but we don't i don't want to get pregnant and i want you to have the baby and uh-huh. yeah and virginia was like i don't know um but and she was like, okay, well, how about this? You give me me my masseuse certificate, and I'll have this baby for you. And so, uh, Jelaine was like, okay, we'll think about it. And so then Epstein, like the next day or like a couple days later, comes up to uh, Virginia and was like, happy birthday, and like gives her like two tickets, and it's uh to uh, Thailand, and it's to get her masseuse uh certificate so she's like oh okay great well um we'll go ahead and do the deal then and so she goes to thailand and that's when she decides uh this is my time to escape i can finally get out of the clutches of epstein and what she meets this guy named joe or something in thailand they date for like two weeks like 17 days they get married and like within those two weeks and then she calls epstein and she's like jeff sorry uh, about this but uh i'm done like i'm not coming back i have this new life i just got married um and i i'm not gonna have the baby for you and uh jelaine and uh yeah i'm we're, we're just we're done and he was like super pissed off and he was just like and he didn't say anything he hung up like after she said that uh they were done and then like she was like that's when i felt free like that's when it felt like the shackles were finally gone that's interesting too because thailand is uh, pretty well known for uh you know child prostitution and trafficking yeah and lady boys also lady boys yep yes i, I forgot about the lady boys it's interesting you <laughs> remembered about that Thanks, <laughs> yep so where's the um where's the part where he actually gets caught or actually gets arrested mm-hmm. uh, uh that's a bit um oh the harvey what's the harvey weinstein thing oh okay we, we talked about the harvey weinstein thing where you said um he looked like he had a uniform yeah, but but again, that's um, that that's pretty typical Epstein shit. I mean, if we look at his whole life, he's basically lied and manipulated people. I mean, going as far back as his school and lying about going to school and all sorts of shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, there was uh, another girl who was uh, part of the human trafficking. Uh, she got trafficked. Her name was Shantae Davies, and. Um, so she was like being trafficked for like three years and uh, she was, she seemed like she was pretty close to both uh, Jelaine and uh, Epstein. And she, I don't know why she did this, but she brought her sister to a lunch um, with Jelaine and Jeffrey and Epstein like randomly decides like, Hey, 
we love you and we love your family. Why don't we send your sister to Spain to study language, to study uh, Spanish so she can fulfill her dream of being a translator? So she, uh, so the sister gets sent to Spain and she's like getting regularly raped by Epstein in Spain. Yeah. So did they say how many different places he had houses in? Cause it's insane. I mean, he had houses all over the place. I, I'm not, I don't remember if they said specifically like where, but yeah. Yeah. So then what was the rest of it? Okay. So um, after uh, Virginia is like free from Epstein and Jelaine, um, she has a baby herself with her husband. And uh, at the moment she like had a kid, she had like this uh, realization, like, Oh my God, like these people are, there's still, there's people like me out there who are still going through this shit with Epstein and Jelaine. And like, we need to like bring them to justice. So, um, oh yeah. So like during the disposition or the deposition, um, Epstein has asked, uh, Hey, uh, do you know who Virginia Guffrey is? And he's, he's like immediately like his reaction is like, Oh, I know who that is. But then he goes, who, what, um, can you spell that? And they're like, <laughs> it's a common spelling. Oh, they said Roberts. Cause that was her, uh, like maiden name. Uh, they're like Virginia Roberts and they're like oh, okay but can you spell that like what's the last name they're like Roberts <laughs> like and so he just like completely like ignored the question pretending he didn't understand what was being told to him it's like the most American sounding name that was, a, that was good like when they kept asking him have you ever solicited prostitution <laughs> Right, yeah. Uh, I'll yeah. I'll plead the fifth. Have you ever solicited prostitution in the state of Florida? Yeah. Same answer. <laughs> oh yeah. Another thing I really loved about those depositions was like any time they'd bring up like him having sex with like underage girls or like him soliciting prostitution, he'd be like, "Are you kidding?" Like he would never like say no. He wouldn't say yes. He would just like go, ah, "Are you kidding me? Come on." Yeah. And okay, so Jeffrey Epstein, Prince Andrew. So I guess these guys were friends for a while. Hmm. Interesting. Dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> he sat down with BBC to do the interview. Oh yeah, it's so funny. Uh, so Virginia, I don't remember meeting her at all. <laughs> so Virginia, oh dude, the funniest fucking thing about that interview is um they're talking about like virginia would talk to the press about how like when she was at the club with prince andrew like he was like this disgusting sweaty mess and like he kept like sweating all over her and she was like it was the grossest thing ever and he was like this is his excuse well first of all that can't be because back in those days i had a condition where i couldn't sweat (laughs) (laughs) like what i don't know about that (laughs) show me show me the medical records on that one what does that even mean <laughs> well there's like there's this movie uh the hills have eyes like back in the 70s where the one of the characters who's like one of the mutants uh is like a real life guy who can't sweat like that's a condition he has and he can't be like in like uh really hot temperatures because it like fucks him up it's like an autoimmune uh disease or something but i don't think he had that <laughs> He said at the time I couldn't sweat, so it obviously couldn't have been me if I wasn't. Yeah. If he said I was sweating. Yeah, dude, 
and like when it comes to Virginia, like one of the most fucked up things is like the media kept calling her a prostitute. Like they just were just like Prince Andrew's prostitute. And it's like, she was like this young girl and she was being human trafficked. And it wasn't like through Prince Andrew. It was like through Epstein and Prince Andrew was just a client. He, he would have been better off saying that's not me in that picture. That's somebody else. Yeah, he could have. Like, yeah, okay, so he looks like me. But he, he could have said that. Yeah, just, just, just like that would have been better than what he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I, I had a condition where I couldn't sweat and I've never met her. Um, oh, one of the coolest, well, not coolest, like one of the funniest things is how Alan Dershowitz uh, was defending himself. Alan Dershowitz uh, is like the lawyer of Epstein and like, I guess Virginia like was trafficked to Alan Dershowitz a lot too. And he like was just vehemently like he, he had like his lawyer muscle, like when he was talking about it, he was just like, it's bullshit. Like this, this is complete garbage. And I want her, I want her on this show right now. And I want her to say it on this show. And I want it documented. And then like, she like goes into it. <laughs> like She's like, Oh yeah, no, I was fucking Alan Dershowitz all the time when I was younger, when I was like 17. <laughs> yeah well he was his lawyer and um i don't know that there's he's definitely on the plane logs i saw him on the list oh yeah i'm sure and like you know his excuse could obviously be like oh well yeah we have to discuss business and that's where he was and had it was like urgent business so yeah i went on the lolita express so my question is who is taking these photos and why did if you're Prince Andrew, why are you letting somebody take this picture of you? Because he's a fucking idiot, dude. Like, he is stupid. This he's clearly the, seems like it was blackmail material. You gotta understand, Roman, this is the same guy who said he had a condition where he couldn't sweat and then just went away. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, I couldn't sweat. Just for that one day. Yeah, just, yeah. There was, like, a good week where I was like, damn, like, it doesn't matter how hot it is. I can't sweat. This wasn't even, like... I don't even think this was this this was like an actual like camera ca photo like this wasn't like somebody took it on their phone. Oh no 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 yeah this was uh this was before phones I think or not before phones but like this was before I think camera phones were very popular I think. It looks pretty old yeah. Yeah. Um, Man. So okay so do, do you have any notes on there about him getting caught? Yeah so that's actually what's up next so. Uh, the investigation opened back up on Epstein once the Me Too movement. Like, uh, you know, you, there's a lot to be said about the Me Too movement, like good and bad. Like, sometimes it's been overplayed, but in instances like this, it's kind of nice that it happened because once the Me Too movement happened and it broke out, suddenly the victims are being treated as like credible witnesses. Now, women, these women are being believed as actual victims as opposed to like prostitutes. Why does Alexander Acosta look like Anthony Weiner? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so all of the survivors on record were called uh, to have their day in court, and they testified against Epstein, um, and that included Virginia Guffrey. And basically what they were saying, like the extent, like because they could only have like these short things. Like they could only say like short statements. And so they were just like, don't give him a bond. He raped me, and he raped a bunch of other girls. So don't let him go on bond. Just keep him in prison. And like all of them basically said that. Yeah, especially, I mean, when you're looking at a guy that has five or more houses in different countries, this guy is definitely a flight risk. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, 
Oh, okay. So the thing that really like just it was like the fucking gavel like came down on Epstein was when the police raided his residency and they and I for some reason he didn't have like enough like forethought to have someone clean out his house. Like I don't know. Like I, I assume he could have somehow had a message sent out to someone, but he didn't. And when the police went into his uh, residency, they raided it and they found thousands of pictures of underage girls who were naked, uh, who had, he had abused over the years, uh, which like cemented his guilt. So with him, apparently it was the local police that finally went after him. Uh, They they had got enough pressure on them from wherever that they finally went after him. I guess they were sick of his shit for whatever reason. (laughs) They decided to go after him, uh, partly because of the Me Too movement. And uh, that's how he got raided. And then he got taken into the the local custody there, right? Yeah, so, yeah, because he was in a a Manhattan. I think it was the New York police, I think. Uh, Oh. What's up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So then, so what kind of charges was he on? Uh, so he was sentenced to 45 years in jail, uh, and that was basically basically like his entire life. It was like a life sentence, essentially. Um, and it was funny because like as soon as he got arrested for these charges, like everyone who said they were friends with him, like the Clintons, Trump, um, like anyone who's like a rich and powerful political figure or celebrity was like, oh, I, I mean, I saw him at a party once and, you know, we struck up a conversation and that's like the extent of it. And then you look at like the uh, plane logs, like Bill Clinton denies to this day that he ever went to that island like even though it's public knowledge that the logs are out there and it shows that he was there 26 times not to mention the multiple photos of them together yeah and like the the interviews of people who worked for epstein who were like oh yeah i saw bill clinton there yeah definitely Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And the the reason why Acosta was fired as Trump's labor secretary is because they found out that, like, it was Alexander Acosta's interference a decade plus before Epstein was brought to justice was the reason why he wasn't put in jail, like, 10 years earlier. Right. Okay. Oh, another interesting thing about the police raid is that they found in a safe, like, a ton of diamonds, and they found fake passports, and, like, the theory is that this was a part of, like, an escape plan for when, like, things are starting to heat up around them. Yeah, so that's an interesting thing, because it it makes sense that um, this happened outside of Florida, because he, if this was in Florida, I would imagine the police would have tipped him off. Yeah, 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 I mean, for sure. Uh, Oh, yeah, okay, so then... I guess the really the last piece of this is like Epstein was in jail and he committed suicide. He hung himself. Uh, the security guards were sleeping or something. The cameras lost electricity, so they couldn't catch uh, what was actually going on. And it was all unfortunate events, and we could have saved his life. Okay, so this is this is the real conspiracy here. This is the big one. Yeah. All right. So. So he was found dead in his cell. Um, supposedly, they they weren't checking on him for whatever reason. And uh, people were saying it's a homicide. So, okay, so there were signs of unusual activity surrounding his death. His wounds were more consistent with ligature homicidal strangulation than suicide. Yeah. Um, not only that, he had fractured bones in his thyroid, which... Um, 
this pathologist that looked at the case uh, said he had never seen it in 50 years of examining bodies. Who are He'd never seen it from somebody that had been hung. Yeah. He said, hanging does not cause these broken bones and homicide does. A huge amount of pressure was applied. Now, considering he supposedly hung himself with, I'm assuming, plastic... Yeah, I think they said it was, like, the bedding or something like that. But, like, there was nothing. Yeah, and, like, there was not. The the thing is, like, the way that those specific cells were designed, they're, like, suicide proof. Right, Like, Like, like the bar isn't high enough for you to, like, kill yourself hanging. And, like, I think, like, the bed sheets are paper or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, and, um, oh, uh. Yeah, one thing, and we mentioned this a bit in, like, the Pizzagate episode, but I just think it's hilarious that, like, the moment that Epstein supposedly kills himself, everyone is now like, nope, didn't happen. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> fake news. Yeah, fake news. <laughs> fake news. Yeah, there. I mean, there, there's pictures of all these people with him, so you can't say that you didn't know him also when you live like down the street from him i mean all these people went on this island so i mean i don't know yeah and it's like even like a week or two weeks before epstein like supposedly had killed himself there were like people on social media posting memes that were like oh i wonder like uh who's gonna kill epstein and like all this other shit is there gonna be another name added to the clinton body count and like all that kind of shit (laughs) So he was supposed to be checked by these guards because he was in protective housing. So he was like, he was a high profile, like target, basically. Yeah. Like he he was in protective custody away from regular inmates. He was in general population. So there's two guards that were supposed to be checking him every 30 minutes. Somehow that night they did not check on him. Didn't like one of them say they fell asleep or something? I think so. Yeah. And they said he may have tried to commit suicide three weeks earlier. He was supposed to have had another inmate in his cell also. Yeah, he was on suicide watch uh, at one point, and then they took him off suicide watch. Then I think they put him on suicide watch again right before he actually killed himself. But then if he's on suicide watch, the cameras would have been on him. Security would have been right there. So it's like they must have taken him off or something like last minute. And then like, you know, someone came in and strangled him. Right. It's an interesting coincidence. And it reminds me a lot of the Sandra Bland thing. And um, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. I know, I know what you're saying because she supposedly hung herself. I forgot about that. Well, I just saw uh, her mugshot and um, they were like saying that it was edited and she was, they were saying that she was actually dead when they took the mugshot. Hmm. She had died in the cop car. Oh, shit. And they faked the whole thing just to make it look like it wasn't their fault that they that's killed her. Cr- that's crazy. Um, yeah. So, you know what's interesting? Because, like, there's a conspiracy theory that Epstein isn't actually dead. He's actually living on, like, some island of his. But I think that kind of gets, gets discredited when you look at the autopsy. And that conflicts with what the story is. Because the story is that it's a hanging. And I imagine if he did fake his own death and he did get put on like an Island or something and is like in underground somewhere or something. 
that they would have just kept it uh, like the fake body or whatever as being a hanging like it wouldn't have been like someone who got strangled or something because they wanted they would have wanted the autopsy to coincide with what actually happened in their story see here's the thing you could look at this a couple of different ways you could say he was killed by hillary or somebody to keep him from incriminating other people mm-hmm. that would maybe make sense i could see that yeah now, if we're going with the Mossad theory that Mossad took him out because he knew too much, then they didn't really need him if he had the footage, if he had been recording all these people. Yeah. And that may, that that actually kind of makes more sense to me than the Hillary thing. It makes more sense that he wouldn't be the one that would be blackmailing these people that it would be like one of the governments was doing it which is interesting i never even thought about it i never thought about it from that angle i always assumed it had to be like some high up like political figure like from america or something yeah it would make i mean i don't think that discounts the fact these people are all like creeps and scumbags but i think when you look at it from a perspective of maybe he wasn't necessarily working with them Maybe he was sent there to set up these honeypots to catch them so the Israeli government could exploit the politicians for whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Yeah, exploit it and then also, you know, just shut down their organization. Yeah, well, apparently Israel is one of our biggest spies for being like a friendly nation. Yeah. I was just reading about it. Let me see. The article. Okay. The extent of Israeli spying directed against the United States is a huge story that is only rarely addressed in the mainstream media. The Jewish state regularly tops the list for ostensibly friendly countries that aggressively conduct espionage against the U.S. And uh, Jewish-American Jonathan Pollard, who was imprisoned in 1987 for spying for Israel, is now regarded as the most damaging spy in the history of the United States. So, let's see... Yeah, uh, this guy says, last week I wrote about how Israeli spies operating more or less freely in the United States are rarely interfered with, much less arrested and prosecuted, because there's an unwillingness on the part of upper echelons of government to do so. Uh, I cited the case of Arnon Milchan, a billionaire Hollywood movie producer who had a secret life that included stealing restricted technology in the United States to enable development of Israel's nuclear weapons program, something that was very much against U.S. interests. See, it makes you wonder how many of these guys are being recruited. Because let's say you got one of these guys that's like rich and powerful. Yeah. And you find out they're up to some illegal shit. You could use that as a pressure point to extort them. Oh, yeah. And then get them to extort other people for you. Yeah. They're already in the same circles with all these guys. Yeah. And I think that was the main, um, the main purpose of the island. Like I think, like the, all the stuff where he's like recruiting, uh, like or not just recruiting, but he's getting girls to like give him massages at his place in Miami or not Miami, uh, Florida. Um, I think all of that was like purely selfish. That was purely like for his own sexual gratification. And then I think his work actually started like when he was doing stuff at the islands. Well, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, why would Jeffrey Epstein want to exploit these? politicians 
like okay maybe to get away with it but well he's already getting away with it with playing off the police department one thing that you could argue is that the reason why he chose like these politicians and these actors and musicians and stuff is that if he's film say like he has cameras in all these rooms and and he's like filming these people like fucking underage girls or like fucking human trafficked girls um it could be a thing like okay you have this money and power here's what i want you to do i want you to invest in this and like it could be like one of those things where it's like and if you don't if you don't give me money for this then i have this tape maybe it just seemed to be like he already had a lot of money and he kind of already had the ability to do that but isn't the argument that he was he didn't necessarily have like a shit ton of money but he was using other people's money yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is he already had access to all these, like, maybe he wasn't a billionaire, but he had access to billions. So I don't know if it was necessary that he needed the money. Hmm. I don't know. It, it it makes more sense that some higher up government would be using this for their own purposes more than he needed these political connections because it didn't really seem like he was really using them for a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, no, I could definitely see. I could absolutely see, like, if he if he has connections, like, especially Jelaine or whatever her name is, if she has connections with like uh, Assad and like the Israeli uh, spy network or whatever, and it had to do with human trafficking, I could see how he got involved with it, maybe through her, and I could definitely see like him being uh, basically an operative. Yeah, I mean, look at this. It says. These residences were equipped with hidden cameras and microphones in the bedrooms, which he used to record sexual encounters between his high-profile guests and his underage girls. Yeah, so, so like, what would be the point outside of either blackmail or they want those tapes for, like, governments to blackmail these people? Yeah, it's like, like, he already owned the police. Like, he didn't he didn't need anybody to help him cover up really at this point i wonder if he owned the police because he's like i have all of these tapes of you killing black people <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't even know if that would have been a controversial thing because apparently they were getting away with it for a They're long like, time release it <laughs> yeah especially in florida holy shit florida's racist as fuck yeah and no then, it's funny yeah. you you hear comedians like uh talking about like when they do shows in florida that it's like it's just fucking it's awful because like all, they're, they're always like just screaming while you're performing and like they're, it's almost like you're just fucking in the corner of a room yeah florida is an interesting place i've never been but um that's interesting yeah <laughs> okay so let's see epstein was preserved as intelligence oh here you go okay so that Epstein was perceived as being intelligence linked was made clear in Acosta's comments when being cleared by the Trump transition team. He was asked, is the Epstein case going to cause a problem for confirmation hearings? Acosta had explained that back in the day, he'd had just one meeting on the Epstein case. Oh, this is what I was talking about. He'd cut the non-prosecution deal with one of Epstein's attorneys because he had been told to back off that Epstein was above his pay grade. I was told Epstein belonged to intelligence and to leave it alone. This is Man. a quote from Acosta. Oh shit. This is this is the quote I was talking about. What what uh what outlet is that from? Like where did you find that? Uh this is nationalvanguard.org. Okay. But you could probably find the quote. I mean, I I saw it before on something. Well, dang, dude. That's weird that that's not more publicized. Yeah, the, that's where I got the whole thing. Um the intelligence thing 
And then in the Tim Dillon interview, uh, what's her name? But she's she specifically said Mossad because I was like intelligence. I'm like, oh, maybe CIA or something. Hmm. But the fact that he's Israeli intelligence and he is Jewish, that that's a whole interesting thing too. Yeah, he's clearly not he's clearly not an Israeli, so he had to have been recruited at some point. And my question would have been by who? I think Which, through I think through Jelaine, Jelaine or whatever her name is, Jelaine. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah, because I mean, if her dad was like a high up spy, and like she herself, I think she, like you said, she was a spy too, right? Yeah. Also, maybe his money was coming from them too. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that could for sure be it. Because. He said he claimed to work for a number of billionaires, but the only known major client was Leslie Wexner. Hmm. So maybe that, maybe his whole fucking thing was a Ponzi. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, right here it says, Ghislaine is the daughter of Robert Maxwell who died or possibly was assassinated in mysterious circumstances in 1991. Maxwell was an Anglo-Jewish businessman, very cosmopolitan in profile, like Epstein, a multimillionaire who was very controversial with what was regarded as ongoing ties to Mossad. Hmm. After he his death, he was given a state funeral by Israel in which six serving and former heads of Israeli intelligence listened while Prime Minister, the Prime Minister eulogized. He has done more for Israel than can today be said. Hmm. Shit. And by can be said... I mean, he raped a bunch of kids. <laughs> I, I mean, if, if if he was blackmailing politicians yeah, to get things done for Israel, you know, I don't know. I wonder, like, I want to know what the, my, like, the minute details are of, like, what Israel would have been blackmailing certain people for. <sighs> you know, I'm sure... I'm sure for war related things, probably it's got to be like stuff related to or, uh, the Middle uh, East, Palestine. Yeah, Palestine. Um, probably money, probably, you know, ammunition, whatever the fuck for war. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question, though. But I mean, if you're allies with Israel and you want to change your mind, now you can't. <laughs> Right, yeah, because they got you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Okay, Mossad would have exploited Epstein's contacts, arranging their cooperation by having Epstein whining and dining them while flying them off to exotic locations, providing them with women entertainment. If they refused to cooperate, it would be time for blackmail, photos, and videos of the sex with underage women. Yeah, so let's see. One can expect that efforts will be made to protect top politicians like Clinton and Trump to avoid any examination of a possible Israeli role. That's interesting. Was this written before or after? Dude, you know, oh, I love it. You know what was shocking to me about the Netflix uh, documentary? And I'll give a shout out. It's called Filthy Rich. Uh, mm-hmm. And what was shocking to me about it was because it's made by Netflix, I... I didn't think they would talk about Clinton very much, but they were Mm. like, but they were like, no, no, like Bill Clinton denies it, but he was on that fucking plane and going to the Island for like, like 26 different times. (laughs) Yeah. That's an interesting one. I mean, it's, I don't know James Patterson's political affiliations, but um, 
Yeah. If he's against Epstein, I would think he might be conservative. He might be. I mean, but I mean, everyone's against Epstein. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. And yet they've all been to his island. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like that Ricky Gervais speech at the, uh, the amazing. Golden Clubs. <laughs> that's amazing. We made, we made, we should probably just end out the episode with that playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He did. He he specifically mentioned Epstein. That was great. Yeah. No, that whole entire that. speech is fucking hilarious. And like, it's so funny seeing, dude. Okay, that's another thing that actually kind of sparked like me thinking Tom Hanks might be a pedophile because you watch that entire thing, the entire speech. Tom Hanks's mouth is just like fucking like hanging, like his jaw is just like on the ground at like these things that Ricky Gervais is saying about Hollywood pedophiles, and he's just like, I can't believe this. Like, what? Who is allowing him to say this? How? It's like, shut up. <laughs> and to this day, there is no investigation into Jeffrey Epstein's death. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's crazy, too, when you have the autopsy saying what it says. Yeah, or into the people that were involved in this island or with Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, you're, you're talking about a whole series of crimes that doesn't just end just because he died. Yeah. Like, there were a lot of very powerful people involved in this and nobody's looking into this. It's so crazy. And it's funny. I don't know what it was that stopped people from talking about Epstein's death, but it died off at one point. It was like, it was like, it was going for a while and then it like just immediately stopped. And I don't know if it was like something distracted us or not. Uh, probably was it before coronavirus? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, Know, he, he, of, yeah. he killed himself supposedly i think in august of last year there was some fucking shit every fucking week i swear there was fires yeah there was kobe died i don't know There's, yeah there. i think kobe dying on like january 20th or whatever it was it was somewhere around there like that was kind of like the start of like every week something really shitty happening this year yeah there's just a lot of shit happening so did you want to do that? You want to close the episode out with uh we don't have to listen to it. I can just add it, but playing the Ricky Gervais episode or, uh, speech. Yeah. Fuck it. Okay. Let's do it. That'd be pretty funny. All right. So that's it, right? Yes, sir. I can't think of uh, anything. So we, let's see. What were the conspiracies with Jeffrey Epstein? The conspiracy oh, the was thing. the Mossad thing. The, the fact that his money wasn't really his money. The uh, fact that nobody's looking into his investigation or who killed him. I think that's the big one is like, we still don't really know who killed him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, that may be because, uh, is it Mossad? Uh, Mossad. Yeah. So, so that might be because Mossad is uh, being like, Hey, if any of you motherfuckers say anything, I have like a whole like fucking closet full of videos about <laughs> like everything yeah. you've done. Well, none of these people, none of the people that are on the plane have been saying, Hey, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. You ever right. heard one of them say that? Not one of them has been asking for an investigation into this. No, I think they want people to forget Epstein even existed. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to clear your name? Right. Um, well, yeah, I mean, there's that, and it's like you just don't want people to be reminded that like uh, you're on this plane, and like that something attached to something you did on the island even ever happened. Yeah. So to this day, no investigation. 
and um yeah i think that's it uh all right well thank you for listening to another episode of conspiragate and see you next time hello and welcome to the 77th annual golden globe awards live from the beverly hilton hotel here in los angeles i'm ricky gervais thank you um you'll you'll be pleased to know this is the last time i'm hosting these awards so i don't care anymore um i'm joking i never did um NBC clearly don't care either, fifth time. So, I mean, Kevin Hart was fired from the Oscars because of some offensive tweets. Hello. <laughs> Lucky for me, the Hollywood foreign press can barely speak English. And they've no idea what Twitter is. So I got offered this gig by fax. So let's go out with a bang. Let's have a laugh at your expense, shall we? Remember, they're just jokes. We're all going to die soon, and there's no sequel. So, yeah, remember that. Um, but you all look lovely, all doled up. You came here in your limos. I came here in a limo tonight, and the license plate was made by Felicity Huffman. So, no, shush. It's her, it's her daughter I feel sorry for, OK? That must be the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to her. And her dad was in Wild Hogs. So, lots of big celebrities here tonight. I mean, legends, icons, yeah? Look, at this table alone, uh, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. But... <laughs> Baby Yoda. Uh, oh, that's, that's Joe Pesci, sorry. Um, I love you, man, don't have me whacked. Um, but tonight isn't just about the people in front of the camera. In this room are some of the most important TV and film executives in the world. People from every background, but they all have one thing in common. They're all terrified of Ronan Farrow. <laughs> He's coming for you. He's coming for you. Look, talking of all you perverts, it was a big year... It was a big year for paedophile movies. Um, surviving R. Kelly, Leaving Neverland, Two Popes... <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Many talented people of colour were snubbed in major categories. Um, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood foreign press are all very, very racist. So, <laughs> fifth time. So, we were going to do an in memoriam this year, but when I saw the list of people that had died, it wasn't diverse enough. It just, no. <laughs> It was mostly white people, and I thought, nah, not on my watch. So, maybe next year. Let's, let's see what happens. No one cares about movies anymore. No one goes to the cinema. No one really watches network TV. Everyone's watching Netflix. This show should just be me coming out going, well done, Netflix, you win everything. Good night. But no, no, we've got to drag it out for three hours. You could binge watch the entire first season of Afterlife instead of watching this show. That, that's a show about a man who wants to kill himself because his wife dies of cancer. And it's still more fun than this, OK? <laughs> Spoiler alert, um, season two is on the way. So in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. Shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. <laughs> you had to make your own way here and your own plane, didn't you? Right. 
But seriously, most films are awful, lazy, remakes, sequels. I've heard a rumour that there might be a sequel to Sophie's Choice. I mean, that would just be Meryl Streep going, well, it's got to be this one then. All the best actors have jumped to Netflix and HBO, you know. And the actors who just do Hollywood movies now do fantasy adventure nonsense. They wear masks and capes and really tight costumes. Their job isn't acting anymore. It's going to the gym twice a day and taking steroids, really. Have we got, a, have we got an award for most ripped junkie? No. No point. We know he'd win that. Um, Martin Scorsese, the greatest living director, made the news for his controversial comments about the Marvel franchise. He said they're not real cinema and uh, they remind him of theme parks. I agree. Although I don't know what he's doing hanging around theme parks. He's not big enough to go on the rides, is he? <laughs> it's tiny. <laughs> right. The Irishman was amazing. It was amazing. Um, that... It was. My fact, my, yeah, it was great. Uh, long, but amazing. Um, it wasn't the only epic movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, nearly three hours long, Leonardo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. So... <laughs> Even Prince Andrew's like, come on, Leo, mate, you know. You're nearly 50, son. Um, the world got to see James Corden as a fat pussy. <laughs> he was also in the movie Cats, but no one saw that. Um, and the reviews, oh, shocking. I saw one that said, this is the worst thing to happen to cats since dogs, right? <laughs> But Dame Judi Dench defended the film, saying it was the role she was born to play, because she... I can't do this next joke. <laughs> because she loves nothing better than plonking herself down on the carpet, lifting her leg and licking her... Furball, <laughs> <coughs> furball. She's old school. Um, it's the last time, who cares? <laughs> oh. Apple roared into the, the TV game with a morning show. A superb drama, yeah. A superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing, made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? So, if you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God, and... So... It's already three hours long. Right, let's do the first award. The first award... <laughs> the first award is for best actor in a television series, musical or comedy. To present the award are a couple of actors off the telly. What can I say? 
Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon.